Hi, and welcome back to Self Love with Rihanna Marie. I am your host, Rihanna Marie. I am a 19-year-old self-love coach with a passion to authentically share my experience. This podcast is all about blending lighthearted conversation with vulnerable truth. This is your space to feel safe and understood in your beautiful mess, to grasp inspiration for your self-love journey, and to hear valuable wisdom from a variety of hand-picked guests. I welcome you to start a bubble bath, make a cup of tea, lay out in nature, and just make a self-care moment out of this. It is now time to let the healing begin. Hi guys, happy Thursday. Super excited to have you back here and as always I am very grateful to be able to have a space to um, do this to do the podcast but today's really exciting I brought on another guest Uh, I would also I have a request I would like to know maybe just dm me on instagram or something like that if you enjoy when I bring on guests and if you have any particular guests that you would like to see on the podcast that kind of fit into the realm of what I'm talking about here. I would love to know that so I could reach out to them. Um, But today I have the beautiful Yoga Savvy. That's her at on Instagram. She goes by Savvy. She's super cool. Um, This is a very different podcast for something I've ever done. You know, she is a yoga teacher which is super cool because I've never had someone like that on the podcast and that's an avenue of work that I know, you know, next to nothing about. And she is such a sweetheart. She's deeply spiritual. Uh, She has a lot of great views on self-love, veganism, spirituality, yoga, just a ton of really cool things. So this is going to be a very different episode. This is a pretty deep dive into the woo-woo spirituality of sorts. And um, if you know me, you know I love that stuff, but you know that I filter it. So I hope that everyone coming to this podcast today is really excited to have that treat. And I would invite you to you know, just sit back and and let yourself be open-minded. You know, take away any premeditated judgment on spirituality or those views and take an open-minded approach today and just kind of listen from an observation perspective. You may learn some really interesting things and you may resonate with a lot of it. Uh, regardless, this was a very entertaining podcast. She told some really cool stories and she's had lots of travels in India and um, really awesome high school stories, just some really cool stuff. And her and I just got to connecting and really ended up liking each other. So it was just cool to have her on the podcast. And I am extremely excited for you guys to hear. So Without further ado, I am going to put in the recording and I'll talk to you guys in literally a millisecond. (laughs) All right, you guys, I am so excited to bring the beautiful lady herself on. I am going to give her the space to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her message. So the floor is yours. 
Hi guys, um, I'm Savvy. I identify as a cosmic light being that is temporarily manifesting into the physical realm. Ooh, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, the physical self, the Savannah self, which is what Savvy is short for. Um, she is a yoga instructor. She is an energy worker. Just an overall a little healer, I guess. It's not something that I necessarily... Um, seen happening but it's just kind of like happened over time so I guess that's who I identify as um but yeah I have like connections in all different <laughs> places in the cosmos wow um, sometimes when I talk about it I'm like what what am I saying because it's not like stuff I've learned out of a book it's just like messages that I've been given from these higher um dimensional beings so yeah we'll get more into that as we go in I'm sure wow um yeah so that's a little bit about me I loved that that was maybe the best um introduction I think I've ever had on my podcast <laughs> I know it's funny because like even like setting up like I literally didn't even like think about what I was gonna say and that's literally just what kind of came through <laughs> yeah I like that I know I, yeah. I recognize you're coming here really organically and that is my favorite thing to bring at least in my space with my audience so you are like the perfect person to have here right now this yeah. is awesome it's organic always <laughs> yeah organic is the best I know it's just <laughs> letting it letting it flow and just being real the yeah. best way to do it yeah. um okay so I want to give you a little bit of, I'm like a big dive right um, dive in deep right away kind of girl. Yeah, let's go deep. Um, let's do it. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit about, you know, like a brief sharing of your story. It doesn't have to be brief. This is your space. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some big moments of transformation, transformation that really brought you where you are today. So maybe if you had like, you know, that kind of rock bottom, a lot of us in the spiritual community have, mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to hear about that and uh, anything that flows right now. <laughs> okay um all right let's back it up like well I'll like way back it up um to like 2011 that was the year that I graduated high school I kind of had a crazy uh exit <laughs> from high school because I was on a class trip and um I'm just gonna I've never told this to, like publicly but I'm just gonna go into it anyway hey. oh wow we're lucky um but yeah, so basically, like, I had a solid group of friends, everything was going good, and I had taken an edible on my way uh, <laughs> to this class trip, and I went to a private school and stuff, and um, anyways, so because a few people had known that I had taken this edible, um, you just need to know that information for what happens next. So <laughs> later on in the evening, and we were driving to Havasu, which was like a four or five hour drive from where we are here in, in, in LA County. Uh -huh. um, and in the midst of that, like that's like a lot of time just to sleep. And that was the whole reason I took it. Um, I really wasn't into doing, you know, crazy stuff back then. And um, Basically, like I got there and I didn't drink any water and it's super hot and I had a history of like fainting um, before and I just definitely fainted like while I was there and mm -hmm. it was really crazy because for some reason all the people who I thought were my friends and like, you know, people who were, you know, I, I just consider them a lot of my close, close friends that we'd grown up together and stuff they all made up a lot of stories about me that apparent that I had taken all these drugs 
Um, like someone said that they seen me do a line of cocaine. They seen me shoot up heroin and none of that was true at all. In fact, all I had had was the edible and I just don't think that that was even related. I think I was definitely dehydrated. Um, anyway, so I get rushed to the hospital because I'm extremely dehydrated and they run tests on me. Nothing shows up in my bloodstream. And then there was two weeks left of school and I come back that next day and apparently all the people I thought were my friends made up all these stories about me to like get themselves mm-hmm. out of it. Loads of people got in trouble and I was no longer um, allowed to walk at graduation, which seems so silly, you know, now, but at the time it was just like, what, like I, I was so embarrassed because there were so many other people that were doing things, you know, that I wasn't doing anyways. So I completely cut off from everybody I knew and loved, um, you know, because I had been raised like, you know, Christian and, you know, in private school and everything. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that everything was just a lie now. I just couldn't believe that people that I thought, you know, were friends with me, you know, would make things up like this. And, um, so I began to isolate and at 17, which I graduated when I was 17, I got, um, like a job as a leasing consultant, AKA like slang in apartments. <laughs> and I didn't have credit or anything. I got myself my own apartment at 17 and I was just like out there making it happen. I just like cut off from everybody, including my family. Things were just weird with family and stuff like that. And that will be when I think like, um, I, I believe they say like the dark night of the soul, like kind yeah. of yeah. That occur, but I just didn't understand what was going on at the time. Um, just my reality around me was kind of just crumbling and I just started to detach and um yeah it just got really dark and then some I met you know something happened where like I just got into this like string of events where um I met this guy and then I moved to England and I was moving in I was living in England for when I was 18 and just like life got crazy and I started experimenting um with all (laughs) all things, <laughs> all, all the things, all the medicines, all the drugs, all the everything. Um, and yeah, really just like started to dive deep. So during that time, that was about 2012, um, when I really started to dive into psychedelics and I just remember feeling really woke. <laughs> I thought I was like this, like divine being. I went vegan, um, you know, which it was funny cause it was right around this time. Um, uh, like seven years ago, eight years ago. And, um, everything just like started to kind of shift for me. And then, um, I was living in England and I didn't really have a whole lot of responsibility in England. Um, because the guy I was dating, he was in school. And so I just kind of had like a lot of free time on my hands. So I started going to yoga and I was going to yoga like four or five times a week, super experimenting with psychedelics, thinking that I knew everything, thinking that I was like super woke and like vegan and everything before it was like even like I, I feel like that popular like there was like yeah yeah products like it was a struggle but you know we made it happen <laughs> um and so then um uh, I realized that I wanted to be a yoga instructor and so I just kind of had all these like limiting beliefs that like mm. I have to like do x y and z in order to like be what I wanted to be and that just like wasn't true at all I thought like I, my all, everybody in my family were like hairdressers so I thought that like I had to become a hairdresser and get my hair license because I could make more money that way um, in order to pay for my teacher training. It's just stupid things that like you put all these like things in front of you where you're like, oh, I have to do this in order to make this happen. And it's just not. You just have to know the what 
Um, and then the how kind of like figures itself out. But anyways, um, so I was about to go and get yoga certified. I was about to come back to LA and I was like super excited to do it. And when, and I met this girl out there, super synchronistic. Um, and I met her and we were going to yoga together. And then one day she was like, I know this is crazy, but hear me out. What do you think about like going to India to get certified? And I like laughed. I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. Let's go to India. Like, you know, I just like didn't really take um, much notice of it. But um, Jack, my partner, he was, I told him about it. And I was like, what do you think about this? And he was so supportive. He was like, you have to do this. Like, if you like, just think about how much like more respectable, like people, you know, will see you as like a yoga instructor who's been certified in India. Like, and so basically um, we ended up booking everything. And two months later, um, I was going to India, but before that, like, as I said, I was like super experimenting in like psychedelics and like lots of other fun, um, things. <laughs> um, and you know, not always medicinally, sometimes medicinally. Yeah. Um, and my partner had just done ayahuasca and he didn't do it with a shaman. Um, mm-hmm. and he was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And like, I was about to go to India, and so I was like, you know what, he's right, I'm going to just do it, and so, like, a month before I go to India, um, I was like, yeah, let's just do ayahuasca, and I literally did it at home, like, without a shaman. Wow, whoa, how was that? It was, like, literally, like, the most intense thing um, I've ever experienced. I I definitely plan on doing it again, I've just, honestly, (laughs) I've been scared, yeah, um, yeah. Because I definitely just I didn't know what I was getting myself into fully. I just thought because I had done DMT and I had done loads of um, psilocybin right. and LSD, I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, you know, I had done it more times than I could count. So I was like, there's, you know, no worries. You know, especially DMT was something I did a lot then. Um, and um, yeah, it's just like nothing like like no. DMT. Yeah. <laughs> um, it well, it is. That's the actual chemical compound that's in it, but it's just like a whole other experience. And so I was like, I mean, I'll go briefly into it. Um, but I'm not, I definitely don't want to put anyone off doing it because if you do the medicine properly and you follow the dieta and like you are with a shaman, um, it can definitely be an extremely beautiful experience. Not to say that the horrible experiences aren't necessary because hundred percent are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just had like this like epic experience where I casually died all the deaths that I've ever died. Um, I see oh the future of something that was going to happen to Jack, like while I was in India, which I didn't realize until later. Um, I just had like a really intense experience. I think there was like an entity that had taken me over at one point. And then, um, like towards the end of the trip, we'll, we'll end it on a positive note. Um, <laughs> I literally like, I couldn't even see my hands in front of my face. And this had been like eight hours into the trip with, if you know anything about psychedelics, eight hours into it, like an ayahuasca experience is like. 12 years. <laughs> um, yeah. and so I'm like on my knees and I'm like begging, literally begging to die and to end this because I can't do this anymore. And I'm begging, begging, begging. And like mother ayahuasca like comes to me, like in the midst of me <laughs> begging like a baby. Um, and, and literally she's like, like, she doesn't say this, but I can feel it. Like she can't even look at me. Um, and like she like she's just like kind of turning her face from me and she's like super frustrated and she's like don't you know what who you are don't you know what you are and like like literally like this whole like download of like 
how powerful women are and like what my calling is like on this earth and like how I need to like literally level up and just like not be like excuse my French but fucking around with like stupid things um that aren't necessarily helping me grow and heal and um, evolve and as she said that and the realization came in I activated my own power and I seen her light energy come down from the floor into me and literally burst out and my arms literally flew open and instantly I came back to reality and I could see everything perfectly and I was like terrified like oh my god is it over is it over like oh my god and like um yeah like I don't know I just seen so much like in that trip that I was like okay it's time to really like get serious with what's going on and I don't even think I fully understood it until I did dive into plant medicine even more um after that to like fully understand like okay what the hell happened to me um and so yeah then like a few weeks later I find myself um you know towards the bottom of the Himalayas living in Rishikesh in an ashram um getting certified and getting up every single morning to meditate like we had like morning meditation was at 5 a.m and we had awake sitting up straight like dressed properly clean um and like it was like not even like like it was crazy because it was just like marble floors and stuff and like yeah it was super intense but literally like you look out the window and like the Ganga river is like right there which is like the super holy place um and literally it literally just woke me up so much um while I was there was one of the first times that I had like a fully psychedelic experience, not on medicine, just through meditation. Mm. Um, I seen like my Kundalini energy, like literally like spiral up in front of me and like look me in the face. I felt myself like start to levitate. And then like, I like got scared and opened my eyes and like dropped back into my body. And I look up and like my good, my good is like standing there. He's like, Savvy, close your eyes. What are you doing? Like, start yelling <laughs> at me. Um, sorry sorry like go back into it or whatever and like start chanting again um, you know but that's just like what it, it was like and it was like I was there for um, a month and a half super intense super crazy um and yeah it just totally morphed me into like who I am today because yeah. as I said I thought I got it you know back then and like this is now 2013 and like um like I was awake and aware of like, you know, the government, anti-conspiracy, conspiracies and like anti-government and just anti-disestablishment. Um, I started this account with my partner called Two Higher Consciousness. Um, and we used to run it together and there was like a clothing line and stuff, but everything was like about getting the information out into the world. I don't know if you've ever seen Zeitgeist or if anyone listening to this has heard of Zeitgeist, I highly recommend it. Um, if you don't know anything about what I'm talking about right now, it is. <laughs> Um, it's a little outdated, but it still has some good information in it, um, just about like, how the money system works and how, you know, people mm-hmm. are being taken advantage and yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so then I literally came back from India, like a changed woman. <laughs> um, and was, I felt like the message that I kept getting in India was that like, so there's like a very disciplined, structured way that they teach in India. Um, and it's very like, everybody should be doing this, get yourself into the pose, like breathe into it, you know, whereas in the West, it's more like, um, everybody is different. Every day is different. It's more like airy, fairy kind of. And so I kind of wanted to like combine the two and create like a very fun, spiritual activating like experience for people to like really tune into their bodies and help, you know, move with some of the energy that's swimming around inside of them and so I really felt it was my calling to bring the eastern teaching and bridge it bridge the gap to like the western world Mm. 
And um, yeah, I don't even think I fully understood what, to what extent at that time. And so I just came back and I made all the social medias for Yoga Savvy because I went by Savvy a little bit before that. But um, like when I was in India, like everybody had a hard time saying Savannah. And so, like, I remember my Guruji, like, called me into the office one day, like, oh, but by the way, like, Guru is, like, your teacher, and, like, G is just, like, a term of, like, respect. So, Guruji is, like, a very, like, respectable teacher that you look toward. Oh, awesome. I like that. Cool. Yeah. And um, so, he's, like, I need you to come into my office after class. And I'm, like, oh, my God. I thought I was in trouble <laughs> because, like, I was so hot in India, and you're not supposed to wear, like, girls aren't supposed to wear shorts, and I kept wearing shorts. And so, I thought it was going to be something with that. <laughs> Um, I get in there he's like just sit down and I was like okay and he's like look here's the deal I know your name is Savvy but or Savannah but you need to go by Savvy and he tells me like this story about how like in one of the like in Hindi there's like Hindi like the language and then there's like all these like derivatives from like the local towns around so I forgot the exact place that this is a thing but Savvy it means like small person (laughs) So he was like, this is why, this is like who you are now. And you need to like step into this or whatever. Like he said it in his own way. And so I was just like, okay, yeah. And so then the whole rest, that kind of like activated this like savvy. And then I came back and I was like, yoga savvy, that's me. Um, And so I made like social media for like everything basically. And that was back when like not really that many people had Instagram and stuff. So I got the name yoga savvy. I got the Instagram uh, and the YouTube and the uh, what's it called Facebook <laughs> like Facebook matters anymore <laughs> so true <laughs> um, but you know have to have a place to share the Instagram yeah post. yeah um so yeah and so I just kind of created it that way and shared w- with my actual Facebook that I was like open for um like teaching private lessons for yoga mm. because I really wanted to get into studios and I literally like I just thought that like that was going to be it and I was just going to figure out how am I going to get into studios and stuff and it just like snowballed I don't know what happened um like I started out with just some private lessons and then I was like teaching literally like all over the entire city driving around everywhere and I just started to get exhausted and so I narrowed it down to like a couple studios and yeah it's just been like an epic journey ever since so wow Oh, that answers your question. I don't even remember what I was talking about at that point. No, it answered so many. And I had chills that whole um just that whole time you were talking. Thank you for sharing those stories. They were so intriguing. I feel like they're gonna be really entertaining. There's Um, so much. Yeah. There's like literally so much. And that was like a fast snip of like everything happened. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what morphed me into this. Right. (laughs) Yeah, those steps into the experience of landing kind of in your present and where you are now. And um, I feel so like it's weird. I was super tired when we were starting and I am like very energetic now. So yeah, do you feel it? I'm like, I feel like a little fairy right now. Like I'm- Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's definitely like like higher entities like here with both of us. I think so too. I was literally about to like I literally could have closed my eyes and took a nap before this and yeah I feel the same way me too it's also 217 which is my favorite angel number Ooh, I have like chills all over um for me that's like spiritual truth and transformation that's how that's how I that's how I've been recognizing it for like a long time now and so same with 27 
Wow. 27 has been a really powerful number for me. Like, I don't know why, but for years when I was younger, people would ask how old I was. And I kept like, without thinking, I would say 27, even when I was like 16. Whoa. I don't how know old are you now? Seven. I am 25. I was like, how old am I? I wonder if something like gnarly is going to happen at 27. Uh, probably. <laughs> Probably. Honestly, something gnarly happens every year for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like speeding up. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so happy you're here. I just feel really grateful that like we're oh, doing this right now. You're so sweet. Um, okay. So you answered a couple of the questions I had about yeah. your yoga journey. So that was perfect. And then I have a little follow-up question about that. Okay. I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm a self-love coach and I do, um, self-love and spirituality and like everything under the umbrella of that. And so I love to bring people on who have, you know, different avenues that they work in. So yours is like yoga. And I like to ask, how do you see a connection between self-love and yoga? Ooh. So, um, when I first started doing yoga, like I would say that that was like the first lesson that like yoga actually taught me is self-love. And when people ask me like why I like yoga so much, I, that's usually the answer that I give. Mm. Um, and basically like, as I said um, a little bit is, you know, I broke away from everybody I knew and loved right as I graduated high school. And so, you know, that's supposed to be like kind of when you're like figuring things out and, you know, I kind of like, I grew up as a dancer um a competitive dancer and like jazz tap ballet like all the good stuff Um, and then I was like on cheerleading team stuff like that and then when everything happened I just stopped so I fully stopped and I I really felt that like expressing myself through my body was like a very like healing thing for me um Mm. and so a friend was like oh I want you to come to yoga with me and I ended up going to this like yoga class or whatever and I just like fell in love because I started to like connect with my body on like a deeper level Mm. and then like as I kept like so at first it felt sort of awkward because as a dancer everything's very turned out and like um like your hips and stuff and your feet whereas like in yoga everything's very like aligned um and so as like at where I started, I was so like awkward, you know? Um, and then like at first and I kind of like giggle like everybody does. And then eventually like I would just like, cause, and I would kind of like avoid looking at myself in the mirror in the mirror or like I would look, but then I would just be like frustrated. But over time I just grew to like really love myself like through my practice. And that was just like the first awareness that I even had of that like back then like I was you know only like you know 17 or 18 when I was doing that and I didn't even know that I didn't love myself because I was always such a confident person yeah yeah and there's just a big difference between confidence and self-love oh yeah confidence is very much it can be very based in ego and ego is not always it sounds always sounds terrible um, but it's not always a bad thing. You know, identity is, is necessary in this realm. Um, and so, yeah, like just like learning, like the difference between confidence and ego and, you know, because I would be in class and there would be people next to me that were like way more skilled, like holding handstands and like doing all crazy stuff. And I couldn't necessarily do that yet. So it was very humbling, but like for how good I felt, it just made me want to keep coming back. And so, yeah, I just like really learned to love myself through my practice because I was like, okay, if I'm not there today, the more that I do it, the more, the, the easier it's going to be for me to do those advanced 
things. So I guess like that kind of, I don't know if that answers the question of, oh, that's so perfect. And I think um, a lot of my family, so a lot of my family are yoga teachers as well. And um, my uncle, he got like a master's in yoga studies. And so, yeah, I'm very like surrounded by it. And I'm, you know, I started to just like practice on my own. Like I would watch like YouTube videos and I would do it in my room. And I think, you know, I got so used to self-love in the form of like, I'm how do I, tangible, like, spiritual practices or journaling Mm. or, you know, those very, like, self-love things. And yoga was, like, hey, like, your body wants love, too. And, you know, it was this, like, I have chills talking about it because it was, like, you know, really going into what does my body want right now? Yeah. You know, do I want to stretch on my back right now? Do I, you know, want to, like, get up and do a mountain pose? And it was – and it was very just like intuitive for me. And so I do yeah. think there's like a big connection between um, honoring the body with yoga. Totally. Because sometimes we get in like in the way of ourselves. And that was kind of like what I experienced right away is because like on those dance teams I was on, it was very competitive and like being the best so that you got put in the front and everything like that. Yeah. Whereas like I realized like while I was doing yoga, I'm like, okay, no one is looking at me. <laughs> like literally like and so that was kind of what helps and that's why I usually tell my students is like literally people don't care about what you're doing they care about what they're doing Mm. like in a yoga class um and so like it's important to like really tune into that and like sometimes you want to like push yourself and sometimes you know that's like definitely like from the ego rather than like your body that's like like you said like girl I just want to chill I just want to stretch I just want to you know and just learning to listen to that because it's hard to get not get distracted that's why like a self-practice, like what you're talking about is yeah. like so beneficial. It is. And I think, I think too, like we're talking about ego and how it's, you know, it's really not all bad, but yeah. I think in a lot of ways, ego comes out very surface level. And mm. so, right. Yeah. And so when you like go inward, it's less about, um, how is this presenting to others and how does this look on the outside and it turns into how does this feel on the inside yeah exactly I mean that's kind of like a message I feel like I've been pushing a lot lately um it's just like really connecting to your true self Mm -hmm. um I think that like authenticity is literally like the major key right now I mean obviously like you know we always want to be authentic but 2019 has been like I always have like a theme for every year that I really like zero in on and authenticity is my theme this year because I really believe that if you fully live in your truth you're speaking your truth acting on it um and just like like being your true self then it's so much easier for you to manifest because you're not like living these lies or like living someone else's truth or, you know, something like that. And um, I think like, especially with like social media and like silly things like that, we can get so distracted by other people's um, opinion and what resonates with them and stuff. And like, it's really important to like learn our own inner voice so Mm -hmm. that we can tell the difference, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, It's so interesting you bring that up because I've been doing like podcasts on authenticity, um, like talks on vulnerability. Like I'm so on your wavelength right now. So my body was like, I kept like shaking my head. Yes. While you were saying that Um, because it's, it's, it's like, honestly, it's my theme this year too. So I really do know what you mean. There's, I think there's power in recognizing 
that um, you never need to put on a facade. Yeah. Right? I think people get lost too in thinking that like, oh, like if I'm going to live in my truth, then everything's going to go the way that I'm going to go. And, you know, you kind of have this like weird, like, um, what's her name? Violet something from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Bratty. Yeah. Like super bratty and like everything goes my way, but like you still have to like be heart centered and like, you know, you can do things like that are best for you, but like still like make people feel good and like still mm-hmm. like, you know, live in a way that's like helping and like cohesive to like all of the planet. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's really important because, you know, you even have to get real with yourself on the level of like, okay, am I being selfish right now? Or is this like from a place that's like actually going to help me grow? You know? I love that. And I do think like, it's a great point you brought up because when we're like really living in our truth and our authentic self, mm-hmm. like often that's, you know, a part of our divine life purpose. And like, we're going to yeah. be guided to help others just by being ourself. Like, yeah. you know, especially when it comes to talking about self-love online, it's like I kind of have to be authentic because if yeah. I'm not, what, what am I teaching? Right. Like yeah. what am I showing yeah. these girls? So totally. they have to, yeah, they have to feel safe to um, see my vulnerability and then mirror that. And um, you, you do that so naturally, and I love it. <laughs> I try. Like, I'm having so much to. fun. Um, okay, okay. This is a this is just a fun question. Um, okay. What's your favorite yoga pose? Ooh, um, headstand. Ooh, that sounds. Yeah. Ooh, and that probably took like um, a lot of time and practice. You know what? I think if you're taught correctly, it shouldn't take that long. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. And if you trust your teacher too, you know, um, but like a less, like an easier pose that like anybody can do is, uh, my favorite is triangle pose. Ooh. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. Fun fact about triangle pose. Um, actually like, so there are two triangles that are created. One is in between the legs and one is in between the arms. One is pointing up and one is pointing down. Mm-hmm. And they are symbols of the divine masculine and the divine feminine energy. Wow. And so, you know, when you're creating those symbols in your body, then um, it's helping your body also like invite in and invoke like those, that balancing energy together. Whoa. Okay. That is so cool. Yeah. That's a little, um, that's a little excerpt from my recent, um, package that I just released called creating a habit. Oh, I think I saw something about that. Yeah. Why don't you, um, talk about that for a sec? Yeah. So I just, I've always had people like tell me like, Oh, I want to start yoga or I want to like get involved or I want to get better at yoga and stuff like that. And like, I always tell people like, you just have to make a habit of like just getting on your mat every day and like you know, just like try and do it. Like, even if it's five minutes, even if you can't really remember everything, just the mindfulness and like mm-hmm. the effort, you know, eventually like the practice will come. And I just kept saying it. I felt like a broken record. And so one time I was like talking to my dad and I was saying that to my dad and I was like, dad, please just like do some yoga, please. Like, you know, all the problems that my parents come to me with, I'm like, just do yoga. <laughs> like most people. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I wanted to, so when he asked me that, I just like, was like, oh my God, I just need to create it so that it's there and available for anybody to access. And so, yeah, it's like, it comes as like a form of like an ebook. And so every single day, every single day for 30 days, um, there's like an excerpt, like a page of text 
So like the one that talks about like the triangle pose, it goes a little bit more in depth and you know what I said about the divine feminine masculine energy that it creates. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of philosophy and then there's a video that goes with it that all the videos are like 12 or 11 to like 25 minutes long, somewhere in between there. Um, and then I play like my drum at the end. I don't know if you've seen before. It's like called the Cosmos Sky Drum. It's like super, I don't know, transcendental. Um, but yeah, so I play that. And so there's like a nice little like meditation and everything, but it's like a little mini yoga capsule that you can take anywhere with you. Um, and yeah, so I worked on that over this last year. That was kind of like my first adventure onto like something I just worked on on my own to like put out online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anybody's interested in that, you can check out the link in my Instagram, yoga savvy or my website, yoga-savvy.com. Um, but yeah, it's called creating a habit. It's 30 days of daily yoga and meditation. Um, I say 30 days because there are 30 videos, but Mm. you can do them like on your own time and they're yours forever. So it's really like a lot. Oh, that is so cool. I feel like so many people listening are going to feel really pulled to that because I'm, you know, it's the perfect way to really begin, you know, it's like great for beginners, like to start you know, creating that habit. And, um, I once did that. I once like got on my mat for 30 days straight and it felt so good. I'm off of that right now, but I think I should go back. Um, there you go. There you go. Creating a habit. Exactly. Ready for you when you're ready. Um, but yeah, it was like one of the coolest things like I've ever got to work on, like for myself and I'm working on a new one, um, right now called yoga medicine. So this one's going to be a little bit different. They're going to be, um, I don't know. I don't, there's gonna, either going to be six or eight videos. I'm not sure yet, but each one is like actual yoga medicine. So they all have like a theme. Like one of them is called like, I am releasing. Um, and so that is like for like when you're angry, there's one that is like for anxiety. There's one for insomnia. There's one for like heartbreak and like all the like things that like maybe someone would take like pharmaceuticals for or something like that. And so I just want to like offer a healthy alternative with yoga and meditation um, that you can like tap into at any time. So there's lots more good stuff coming. That's going to be called yoga medicine. So that's coming soon. Um, but I'm trying to make it like super ex- accessible to people to do yoga. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with everything online now, it, it adds a level of accessibility that is um, really powerful. It's very powerful. Um, okay. I want to shift into veganism a little. Yeah, I haven't had anyone talk about this on the podcast yet. And um, so you really have like an open floor of um, (laughs) handing out some information. And, um, you know, the first simple question is just how long have you been vegan? Um, I think I'm going on, um, I think seven years. Wow. How? Yeah. I am. So I'm not vegan, but I've been vegetarian my whole life. I am, I'm 19 now and I just like, I got lucky and I got raised that way. Yeah. And so I just got used to it and I, and I stayed in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I find something really powerful about like not growing up that way. Yeah. It is. It's Epic. powerful. Cause it's hard. So amazing. Yeah. It's hard because yeah. it's like, you know, it's not hard for me because I don't crave it cause I've never had it. Mm. Um, so there's something with a lot of um, strength and empowerment in, in going vegan, especially like seven years, that's amazing. And yeah. 
I'd like to hear um, maybe first what what made you want to make that switch? <laughs> um, so I kind of like, I, as I said, like I um, was like very aware of a lot of things like going into, you know, my awakening, I guess you would call it. Um, and so I kind of like knew like it was fucked up to like, you know, torture and eat animals. I don't know. I just, I kind of yeah. like, but I didn't want to like fully go into it. Um, and then there was like an Easter back in 2012. Um, and me and Jack, my partner were like, we had like ate so much food. We weren't vegan yet. Um, we had eaten so much food. Like Easter time is like an actual mass murder. Honestly, it's really cool mm. for me to think about, but you know, um, only a matter of time. Um, yep. So yeah, like we literally had like the fullest bellies ever from eating this like huge Easter feast and we came back and Jack was like, we're watching all the vegan documentaries tonight. And I was like, no, I'm so full right now. This is, that's like the worst thing that we could do right now. And he's like, I think it's literally the best thing we could do. And, um, so we watched, we started out with like Vegucated and that was kind of like the one that did it for me. Mm. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's basically like it's a soup. It's kind of old now um, and outdated. Like they suggest vegans eat Oreos, <laughs> which, <laughs> that is so but, funny. you know, there is also palm oil in it, but another <laughs> um, so yeah. So like it basically, they get these, like, I think it's like five random people from Craigslist and they have them all go vegan for two weeks. And so you're kind of like watching these people, which some of them seem kind of intelligent and some of them you're like, they're just so dumb. Like, you're like, if they can do this, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And so that was like the, that was like what I started to see. And like, just seeing, like, just, it starts out with them just like trying to be vegan and they, you know, go to a chef, they go to restaurants, they're talk they go to grocery stores and they're talking about things that are like accidentally vegan. That's when the Oreos come in and stuff like that. And then at the end, they go to a slaughterhouse. Oh. They just start seeing everything. And I just started crying and I just couldn't believe that like, that was what was happening I think a lot of it honestly is just people aren't really that educated of what's going on or people have like all these excuses of like oh like you know like our ancestors and just like honestly bullshit excuses because like factory farming is disgusting like if you actually go to a factory farm there's no way you're gonna want to eat that like and if you do like I I I don't know you're weird like literally you are so weird (laughs) Um, strange to me you know and I agree I know I totally remember being like a kid and like eating like steak and having the realization and saying like mom like it's weird how chewy it is like don't eat like this is like an animal like why because I like loved animals from a young age I was always like I wanted to be a vet you know um and now I'm just out here saving animals with every meal yeah Um, it's just yeah. And so anyways, I just started like diving into like all of the different documentaries. Um, like just to name a few off of my head that are kind of newer, like Cowspiracy, Fat mm-hmm. Sick, Nearly Dead was another one that I watched in the beginning. Um, Forks Over Knives. Um, Blackfish is really good. There's a lot of epic, um, you know, documentaries out there. And if you live, first of all, I don't know where you guys are listening. Um, to this podcast from but if you live in southern california yeah. 
you literally even northern california or new york you literally have absolutely no excuse to not be vegan because there's people in the middle of alabama idaho turkey everywhere around the world that are vegan and have no problem being vegan um and honestly like whether you go full vegan or vegetarian at the least like it's it really it's it's yeah it's our responsibility as humans like i genuinely believe that like mother earth is like this entity that lives in the planet that non-stop just gives 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 us life gives us food gives us sun gives us energy and i really feel like we're taking that for granted and it's going to be a matter of time before she takes her planet back Mm. So if we like this whole, like, you know, being alive thing, maybe we should like show some gratitude and just like give back in that sense. And so I genuinely believe that like eating, like, like start, if you can't go full vegan, I always say cut out red meat, dairy, and, and like start there at least, you know, because like, honestly, red meat is just, it's kind of weird honestly at this point and I feel like I totally am on a vegan rant right now and it's fine we're just living for it um, <laughs> no I love it I really like need this content so uh good. continue <laughs> okay um so yeah like I just think that it's really toxic for the body and so that was kind of the thing and like I just didn't originally it was like I didn't want to contribute to the fuckery that goes on mm-hmm. inside of like factory farming and all farming honestly there's no humane meat so like you know at the end of the day they still are slaughtered they're scared they're ripped away from their young and you know leading up to that they are literally like like cows specifically like a lot of i mean i know you're vegetarian but (laughs) honestly what the dairy cows have to live through Mm. is like it, it's probably worse. I mean, better to kill them. Honestly, they're artificially, mm. which means they're literally there's farmers that are fisting cows. I'm not kidding, fisting cows in order to put semen into them. Like they're shoving their hand all the way inside of them, and uh, uh, the reason why they have to stay artificially impregnated is because then they produce milk. So then they are for you know however many time however many months it takes for a cow to create a baby inside of them they have the babies and then instantly they are taken from the mother and you can see in these documentaries and in you know the people that have filmed inside the factory factory farms that they're upset they know that that's their baby i mean all animals know that that's their baby yeah yeah they're instantly taken and the male cows are taken for beef or or um, veal, which is baby cow, um, and the baby and the female cows are taken for more dairy. And um, a lot of the cows, they can't like it's just so wasteful, and you know they get infected. And it's not even like it's not like people that are milking them. There's machines hooked up uh, draining them, mm. you know. And so they get these like really bad pus, um, like bubbles that go on their belly and like fill up and the farmers there's literally videos it's disgusting they're coming around and they just shove a knife into that pus bubble oh, cry. Oh, for it to drain out 
Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. How are we? <laughs> and it's so graphic and people it's are like, so oh, I don't want to know about it. But it's like, that's what's happening. And um, by, we vote with our dollar. And so like by us paying for things that have this in it, we're mm-hmm. telling the companies, yes, we want more of that. You know, yeah, you're right. for me, it was like, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm literally not even trying to like tell you to go vegan or anything. <laughs> like once I found that stuff out, I couldn't live with myself to do that. And so like, I, I was like super angry vegan at first, <laughs> like I to go vegan and like, like, you know, just like, because you're, I think you're so outraged that this information is so hidden. Yeah, totally. You know, because I just don't, I don't even know half of this stuff. And, you know, people always tell, like, I, I run into a lot of people that are like, well, I have dairy cows and we don't do that. And it's like, okay, but do you go to grocery stores? Do you go out to eat? Like, yeah. where do they get their milk? You know, where do yeah. they get their meat? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like a really unfortunate cycle. Not to mention the fact that like all of the meat that we eat doesn't, the, they don't grow the meat or the animal's lives. They don't endure longer than like um, six to eight years. So actually like all the meat that people eat are babies. And so the, the fact that people are like outraged by veal or stuff like that, like it's all basically veal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so heartbreaking. Uh, like, yeah, once I found that stuff out, um, I just like really didn't want to support it anymore. Um, and, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, well, they, for a little bit for like a year or so, I considered myself <laughs> freegan, meaning <laughs> if it was free and already made or something like that, I might have it. But I usually didn't like full on like indulge, like not like meat or stuff like that, really. Got but it. I might try something if someone's like super offended that they made something and I like won't even try it or something. But now, yeah. girl, no, no, like no. not at all. <laughs> You're like absolutely no, 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 no. Like a solid like five years, no, no fucking way. Yeah, and I think you know I'm really grateful that the documentaries are out, and I know a lot of people who, um, most of my like more conscious spiritual friends who um, have watched that, and then they're just like, oh no way, like especially you know, those that are very connected to animals yeah, um, and like the animal kingdom and just things like that. Once like they're pets, People right. Are so outraged by China, like slaughtering dogs, but it's like, um, have what's you the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I remember I was like seven years old and, um, virtually all of my mom's side is vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. And, um, my uncle, he like, I was like, I had already been vegetarian for seven years. I think he like showed me this terrible documentary at the time and of the, you know, like of the slaughterhouses and everything. And I was like, just like crying, freaking out. And I was like, I already know this. This is so sad. And um, I'll never forget that. Like that definitely prevented me from ever turning back. And I also have no desire to. There's literally no reason to. There's only like, you know, becoming vegan eventually. That was kind of the realization I had. I was like, okay, like, I'm literally thriving being vegan. Yeah, why not? Really, I just did 30 days. I love the 30 days. Um, But I did 30 days of being vegan. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it and, like, see how I feel for 30 days. And at the end of it, I said – literally, I said at the end of it, I was like, if there's any meat eaters out there that are still listening by some chance after that (laughs) that I just went on – this is my advice, like, or vegetarians that want to go vegan, try it for 30 days and see how you feel. 
because it takes literally, I think this isn't a like scientific fact, but this is my own understanding. Um, it takes two weeks for your body to like detox all the meat and dairy. And so in the first two weeks you have intense cravings, you like kind of like eat more than you normally do, you know, and it is a little bit challenging. Um, but then once you get past the cravings, you like start to feel really good and light. And like, that was like one of the first things that I noticed. There's like a mental fog that's lifted, um, which I thought was really interesting. So I don't know whether it was from dairy. I, I think it's from dairy, um, but it could also have been the meat because I just didn't really eat that much meat at the time. You know, I was... I wouldn't say that I was vegetarian, but I always preferred like a vegetarian option. Not because I was like, oh, like conscious or something. I just like liked cheesy stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, yeah, like those 30 days, it really just like kind of like showed me how to do it. And I was like, you know, it didn't seem so intense. And then at the end of the 30 days, I was like, I'm kind of feeling this. I think I'm going to yeah. 30 days more. And, you know, here we are like, I don't know, seven years later. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, when it comes to this topic, cause I'm definitely not well educated. And, um, a lot of what I love to do on the podcast is bring people who, um, are much more well-versed in certain things than I am to yeah. offer that information. And so this was a big part of that. And like, yeah. I, you know, I really find a lot of, um, gratitude to those who are just trying. And, you know, even if, even if it's, you know, just taking out red meat, like you said, or yeah. just taking out dairy. I think every step is a step in the right direction. And I have a but lot. But like also keep that. moving. Like yeah. don't stay yeah. at the first step. You yeah. Know? Keep the momentum going and keep yeah. going towards it. Yeah. I like that. I like Because there's like this offensive like situation. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's like some YouTubers that were like super like vegan, like very like they were like raw vegan, like extremist. Um, and they've like come, there's like two or three of them that have come out that they're now eating meat. I think I saw, um, yeah. Heather was talking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they came out saying like, oh, they're eating meat and it's like the healthier way. And like, I'm sorry, but that has absolutely nothing to do with the vegan diet whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, if you're eating a well-balanced like diet, that will never be a problem. The things that you can get from meat, you can get from plants. Like, where do people think that, like, the protein gets their protein? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I do. I definitely do. And I think supplementing with supplements, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think supplements are good, but I also am not, like, a super fan of supplements. I think that, like, plants have so much in them, and, like, my motto is, like, as many colors on my plate as possible every single meal. So I try to have like something purple, some, especially something green, um, you know, just as many colors as possible with every meal that I'm eating. Um, and then if I feel like, okay, Sav, you've been a little unhealthy lately, like maybe it's time to mix it up and have a salad. And like, you know, I like to like get creative with my meals. And I think that was like one of the big things I had to learn when I first went vegan. Like, cause like you're so used to like your normal basic as meals like okay you're gonna have a meat a vegetable and a starch and that is just so boring literally so boring um and so I had to like change my mind about like what was considered a meal and what wasn't and so like in the beginning a lot like even now too I'll like make bowls of just like all the good stuff like 
quinoa, um, black beans, some salsa, some cilantro, some, you know, just like putting like all the goodness all together. Um, I definitely don't identify as raw. I, I used to think that like raw vegan was like the healthiest way, but my second trip to India, um, which I didn't even mention about, but I went back to India, um, last or two years ago almost now. And, um, I did a course on Ayurvedic medicine and Ayurvedic um, diet. So that's essentially like um, Eastern medicine. So they use a lot more herbs and spices to heal and food to heal. And so one of the things that they mention is like making sure that you're eating right for your dosha. So doshas are like, you know how we all have like our signs, right? Like our, you know, star sign or whatever, yeah. astrological sign. We also have... Um, like our doshas, which are three signs, vata, kapha, and pitta. So vata is like the air in our body. We have all three of these, but we are usually like a dominant in one or two, and then a lesser of three. It's very rare that they're fully balanced, um, but that's what you want to start working towards. So yeah, vata is the air in the body. So that's like the bubbles that like make things move and the gases and stuff like that. And then there's the kapha, which is the water, um, that really density in the body. It's very like earth energy, like very grounded. Um, and then there's pitta, which um, if we haven't guessed yet, I am very, very pitta. Um, that's the fire in the body. Um, and so, yeah, that's like what kind of like breaks things down. That's like, the, like, you know, that helps things like break down and release, you know? And so all three elements are extremely important to us, but usually you are born you know with like one or two that are prominent um and then your personality is usually based around that as well and so you can how like, do pick, you um identify these how do you find them um so there's a lot i mean there's like little ones like you can do like quizzes online and stuff yeah. like that but it's best to go to like an ayurvedic um like specialist like i am a specialist like i can ask you a set of questions um and like figure out exactly what it is Ooh. Um, so yeah, we can totally do that if you want. Can, can we do that on the podcast right now? Would that be weird? Um, <laughs> I know. Is it is it work it's, you do? It's no. Um, I usually do it with like private clients. We could totally do it, but it's some personal questions. Like okay, for example, some of the questions are like, "What texture is your stool? How often do you?" <laughs> okay. I don't know whether you want like all of that out there. So oh, like, I got it. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, it's like 20 something, 30 questions, I think. Um, so we okay. could do that. Like probably not on here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you I want all that you. information. I'm with you. <laughs> we'll do it at some point though. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and as I said, you can totally do it online. Um, and then you can kind of like have an idea and then kind of yeah. like it towards, um, you know, when you do get like the actual sit down, like, you know, questionnaire, but yeah, it's really important to know these things because then you're, you know, someone might be telling you, oh, a raw vegan diet is really good. And, you know, but someone like me, that actually wouldn't be super good. Yeah. I mean, things like cucumber that are more water-based are really good for me. But if I have a fully raw diet, it's actually really bad for me who is very pitta because it, you have to use a lot more agni in the body, which is your internal fire. Um, and so the agony we need, but if you have too much fire, you can burn yourself, right? So then mm. that's when things come up like dry flaky skin or acne or, you know, things like that. Um, and so they're creating imbalances in the body. And so 
I genuinely believe that we can get all the nutrients we need from our bodies. Um, I think it's very important to like live very intuitively with what you're eating. Um, I hate when people are like, I'm an intuitive eater. And like, I, you know, no, um, but also like you should be, but just be a vegan one <laughs> or vegetarian. Um, are you also a fire sign? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Leo. I'm so uh, fire. So, so fiery. Fire. I love it. It's a great energy. It's, it's, uh, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's a little inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. It's something you have yeah. to be like very hyper aware of. Totally. And you know, yoga has really helped me balance that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I always say that yoga helps burn off the crazy. Oh, I love that. That's a yeah. cool way to put it. I, I want to segue a little bit into yeah. building a personal brand. How do you feel about that? Okay. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I only have a couple of questions about it. Okay. Um, but like, you know, you've created a really beautiful personal brand online and it's um, coupled with doing the things that you love and you talked a little bit about how you just kind of made it and then uh, it like came out to be, but mm. Um, so you already actually, my first question was how and when did you start creating that? And you did talk about that. Um, so what is your advice to conscious souls who want to build an online presence? Make sure whatever you're doing, you legit dive for, like you need to like literally be all about it. If you're not mm. fully all about it, I think people really pick up on that. Um, and yeah, that's like the best advice I can give you because people that. just aren't dumb. And if you're doing things because you want to make money or you want, you know, whatever, like do it as a hobby. Like, I don't know, like a lot of people become, you know, whatever they become online because they're like, oh, I don't want to work a corporate job anymore. And it's like, but if you're not a hundred percent sure and with what you're doing, mm. like you're not really, you could probably still help people, but I don't know that you're really going to help yourself. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think, you know, there's a very big difference in intention between doing it because it lights up your soul and you want to share that with others and doing it because it's all about the money. And, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, think, I think the money comes with. And, exactly. you know, mm -hmm. you, you do get to a space where it's like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I'm making money doing what I love. I'd like to continue yeah. that and, like, make yeah. more, right? And, yeah. um, you know, like I think – it definitely didn't start out that way for me. <laughs> and I don't think it should. I, I, yeah. I completely agree with you. Like, I don't think it should start with – I don't think anything should start with, like, um, the intention being to make money. I just – that's off yeah. to me. Um, but you know what? It's honestly, it's the reality we live in and it has a lot more to do with like your root chakra low key. Like if you're yeah. listening, you're like, oh, all I think about is money. Like it's probably a good idea to do some like root chakra meditation, like visualize the color red, get connected with your roots, fill the earth's energy beneath you, like low key. I love um, <laughs> well, because then money, money truly, like when you're using it consciously, yeah. it's a really beautiful energy. Yeah. It's a necessary like tool in our, yeah. in the 3D reality at this totally. time. It is. And I think it goes with, you know, the building, the personal brand. But um, I love what you said. It's like start it because you love it and continue it because you love it and yeah. um, be all about it. And I agree. People can see. People can tell. Yeah. And, you know, there's a quote that says, like, practice and all is coming. And so when, like, for me personally, like, if you're doing something that you love, like, it doesn't matter because, like, 
there's still, I absolutely love my job. I love my clients. I love my students. I love the people I get to work with. I love the opportunities it presents, but guess what? There are still days that I don't want to work, you know? And even though it's the thing I love doing, you know, having commitment and things like that, those still come in. And so like, I feel like that. And then I go and do it. And I'm like, what was I thinking? I love what I do. This is amazing. Everything's amazing. Mm. Um, and like, even when I'm not feeling good, I'm doing yoga. And so like, it's making me feel good. But I think like a lot of people kind of just like jump into it. Cause they're like, I really like doing yoga. Um, but being able to teach it and like hold space for people, I think as a teacher, our sole responsibility is to be able to like hold space in a room and like be able to like manipulate the energy to be in a very positive form because people come in with like all different energies. And so for you as an instructor to be able to like balance that and hone that energy to make everybody come out feeling good, you know, that's super important. And that can be in any job, you know, that you're doing. Definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. And I love, I don't even have anything to add because I think you said that so perfectly. (laughs) You really got that message across. Um, Yeah, but another thing I would say is like, literally, if you have a dream, um, don't give up. Like, you only failed when you stopped trying. Mm. Like, and there were so many times over the years that I was like, I'm insane. I'm never going to be able to make it as a yoga instructor. And like, you know what I realized is that like, don't just go like the run of the mill direction, you know, try everything, bring more things into it. Like I was like, so terrified to like, you know, talk to people about meditations or pranayama, you know, when I first came Mm -hmm. back to like the Western world, because they felt like people were going to look at me weird. But, you know, there's so much healing in it. And, like, when I, you know, talk, you know, it's really about knowing your audience for sure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, don't be afraid. Like, if you want to – I heard this thing. It's, like, if you want to be a Reiki master and, like, you want to heal people with Reiki, don't just do Reiki. Like, Mm. be an esthetician who does Reiki or be, like, a DJ who does Reiki and infuses it into the music. You know what I mean? Like, something along those where you can combine your passions. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like, so, like, one way. Like, I thought that I only go and teach in yoga studios. And then I was like, oh, I want to teach at festivals. And I want to, you know, work with brands. And I want to you know, create an online package for people to use. And I want to build my own website and create, you know, all these different things and sell products. And like, just don't be afraid to like branch out, you know, and do something different. I think that was so cool. I even took that in. I I really like that. And um, there's no, yeah, there's just something about like, I feel like feeling the need to do it the quote unquote right way is such a resistant energy. It's yeah. like, cause you don't really want to do it the right way, but you feel like you have to. So exactly. Yeah. You know, you're like not actually doing what you love. Yeah. And, um, I'm a big believer that your passions and, um, the things you loved and the things you love the most that light you up inside are like the blueprint to your soul's purpose. And, um, you know, I've seen so many times, even in small things in my life and others that like the miracles are really truly on the other side of fear. And we have to, um, sometimes like, it's kind of like blind faith. Like you just have to walk through that dark tunnel and trust that spirit, universe, God, whatever has, um, light waiting for you at the end. And, um, it almost makes it more worth it when you do it that way. 
you know and also that is with your intuition and like people yes. are like, I don't know how to listen to my intuition and it's like but you do it's there yeah. and your body responds like I always say that like the mind can get super distracted um but you know if you can like tune in better with like how your body reacts to things then you can like then you'll know better. Like your emotions happen automatically. And like your mind is like more of like a reaction. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I'm so with you. It really does. And I think I like that because the body, the body like always knows. And, um, one of my ways to practice intuition with my body is like, if I'm around people, like my body's like a pendulum, like it'll literally move towards a person if it likes the energy or it'll like I'll back up and this is all natural this is like organically like it'll just happen and I'll back up if I don't like the energy and I just trust that yeah exactly and a a good thing I think a practice that I've been getting into um into doing is like focusing on like my belly Mm -hmm. um and like whether it's tense or not um because a lot of times if we're anxious or we're feeling uncomfortable there's just a slight tense that happens in the belly and belly breathing is like a really good way to like um calm yourself down slow your heart rate down it's a really great meditation meditation technique wow yeah (laughs) meditation um and so yeah just like learning to like find those little cues some people like their shoulders are kind of tense and like or their jaw or like you know, little things like that. And so like learning what your like automatic reaction next time you're upset, anybody listening, next time you're upset, like notice what's tensing and then see if you can just relax it, mm. into it. And then, you know, just see like how that changes you and how that shifts you. Because even like on day-to-day things, like you might be doing nothing. Like I find myself tensing my stomach a lot when I'm driving. Um, oh interesting yeah and so because I'm like on I'm very like alert and trying to think and like it's just like not good for you (laughs) it's like not good for you to be like at all and I consider myself a really like chill person um and so if I like still catch myself with the awareness like it's just like an awareness same thing with our Mm -hmm. thoughts our thoughts try and run wild and try and tell us like our mind tries to take control a lot but in reality like like you know what's best and your mind is a tool it's an organ it knows to place from place a to point b and it knows like sex it knows survival but it doesn't know all the in-between stuff you know that stuff your emotions know that stuff your soul entity that lives inside of you knows that stuff and so that's what that's kind of what i meant at the beginning of the podcast that i identify as this like cosmic being that's encased in the physical as identifying as savannah because I'm not this body, neither are you or anyone listening this your mm-hmm. body. Like literally look down at it. It's literally a vessel that your soul is encased in. You, when you really start to like think about who you are outside of like what you've been told, what your job is and like all those silly things that we like label ourselves of the, the identity that we collect over time, you get to know like the true self. And when you start knowing the true self, that's when you can really step into your most authentic power and that's where all the magic happens, baby. That was so amazing. I want to quote all of what you did. <laughs> that was like a full channel. I literally could not stop. I know that flowed. I could tell. It took, you, you totally channeled that and just let it let it that flow. I can't even talk right now. Really wow. honored by the like higher entities that like chose to come through and show up for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very interesting. Like 
and especially that we were both very tired before. Yeah. And like totally. Right? Like and yeah. I was like, why am I so tired today? Literally. And I'm like Full moon vibes. lifted and it's weird because we didn't even like talk much before. We just went in and like, <laughs> I, know. I was like <laughs> testing the microphone and everything. Yeah. Um, and universe was like, all right, like we're going to, we're going to talk through this. And, uh, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, there's, it's honestly, life is beautiful. I think um, when I was going through some of like the really tough times, like I was like really, really, really depressed from a young age. And then it kind of came back again, you know, with the, everything that happened in high school and, um, you know, kind of like that isolation that yeah. had to happen. Um, but I remember like just at such a young age, like literally I can remember from even like seven years old being angry, so angry. Why am I back on this planet? Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't understand, I didn't even understand that stuff. Cause as I said, I was raised religious, so I didn't understand yeah you know, back on this planet, but I had that feeling in me, you know, that would just be like, why am I here again? Why am I here? I'm so angry. I'm in the wrong family. I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong everything. Um, and then like, I don't know if it was psychedelics or just like a download that I received, but I learned that the whole reason that I'm here has absolutely nothing to do with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it has everything to do with the people that I'm here to help guide to towards their highest self and towards their like true authentic version of themselves. And we try to like cover it up with like all these like silly things. Like, um, even like social media can be like something like that where we just get so lost in like very much image and, you know, the more that we get to know like our true selves, we understand our purpose here. And for me, my purpose is definitely, um, I believe to help others and help others rise because, and that's why I had to go through some of those dark times in order to fully understand and, um, yeah, really blossom and help others assist them. And that's kind of like where my whole inspiration goes, comes from. I am like thirsty as fuck for knowledge Mm. and, all I do is just like try to grow and expand my consciousness. And I think that that's like the best thing that we can do because as we heal ourselves, we heal like everybody around us. And so it's really a beautiful um, blessing. You know, I'm so blessed to have a platform to be able to like share all this with. Absolutely. And it was so um, divinely lined up with you. And it's been really cool to pick at your brain for this past like hour or so. And I'm, you know, also at your soul and get to hear what it is that um, makes you light up. And um, as we start to close, um, my question is, what's your favorite way to practice and cultivate self-love? Well, if I'm like feeling low, you mean, or if I just want to like get into a regular practice? Um, How about both? Okay. Um, I have this like um, basically like if I am already feeling like in a funk, I hundred percent will go to a yoga class. Mm. If I can't go to a yoga class or I'm really stressed out, I will just like go and do it on my own. And that really helps. And then I think just like eating high vibrational food, mm. like I'll spend extra money on like more expensive, like high quality, organic, like raw, you know, vegan food, because I know it's going to leave me feeling really good. Um, And so, yeah, those are kind of some acts of self-love. Something else I guess would be, you know, for self-love, like a practice that I do. Um, I I consider like my full moon rituals an act of self-love. Yeah, same. Um, 
And so I like do rituals like with the full moon and the new moon, full moon's tomorrow. Um, if whenever this podcast is out, <laughs> Yay! Um, but yeah, there's a full moon that's happening and it's just like a really powerful time to release and like renew. And like a new moon is like a time to, um, like set the intentions for the things that you want to see grow. And sometimes I really don't feel like doing that stuff, but I always feel so much better after. And I think that it's really just like committing to my future self. And so I consider that an act of self love. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that I like doing for that. I love that so much. I am so into having, um, a new moon and a full moon ritual too. And, um, you know, letting myself play around with that, but it kind of makes me feel like, um, uh, productive soul wise, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause I know that I'm like keeping up with myself and continuing to grow and striving for like new things. And that's just a good feeling that I always want to have. Yeah. <laughs> if you want something to happen, write that shit down. Yeah. Write it down because you know, and honestly, some of the things that really helped me kind of get on my whole path um, is just like, I wrote out one time I had like this really crazy acid trip. This was when I realized that I wanted to be a yoga instructor and like fully like achieve it. I just wrote out like my own little like mini business plan. And I'm not like a professional, like I literally just wrote out, I'm going to get yoga certified. I'm going to have this many clients. I'm going to do this. And I just like wrote it all out and, um, everything came true. Yeah. That's the best thing ever when you look back at it and you're like, oh my God, I wrote this down and it's all here, right? Yeah, literally. It's amazing. Um, okay, so where can everyone find you and your offerings? So I am on Instagram as Yoga Savvy. I have a website called yoga-savvy.com. I have a YouTube channel with where I'm like talking about all kinds of different topics. If you like some of the things we talked about, I have a couple videos um, and that's also yoga savvy. It's literally yoga savvy everything because you know, I'm yoga savvy. Yeah. Keep it. Um, I love Yeah. That. I'm on Twitter too. So come and talk to me. Um, I like to consider myself a bit of a comedian most times. Um, so I have a lot of like funny videos on YouTube and lots more content coming out. Um, but yeah, if you want to practice with me, like I do like private lessons, um, and I'm not really doing as much studio work, but I am popping up in um, all different festivals, you know, over this next year. So keep posted on social media. That's the best way. Um, but yeah, I loved chatting with you. I loved this. I don't know if there's any other questions. I feel like I've given you answers for a lifetime. Yeah, you've given me so much amazing <laughs> stuff, and I have enjoyed this just thoroughly. Um, just the only thing left is what would you like to leave everyone with today? Uh, so, like, something that I live by is that I, I, I want to think of the exact wording, but basically, like, life can be challenging, it can be painful, it can be heartbreaking. It can be a lot of negative things. Everything that's happening around us is so painful. There's a lot of people that are going through some really tough times. But stay with your breath and you can get through anything, anything. Beautiful. Honestly, and that's something that I'm really tapping into in this time is focusing on being in the present moment. You yeah. know, everything can be collapsing around you. But if you just like stay calm, focus on right here and now, your breath, your wellness, then you're going to be, you're going to be just say, okay, take it one step at a time. 
Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. We're so blessed to have you. Um, we're going to say bye-bye. And um, yeah, that's all. I just want to thank you for being here and thank everyone for listening. Thank you, guys. Peace out. See you later. All right. How do I stop? Thank you all so much for joining us in this conversation today. I hope that it touched you in ways that you had not anticipated. I hope that you got to sit back and relax and have some self-care time with this episode. And all of Savvy's information is going to be in the show notes. And I also have a little bit of an announcement this Sunday, so in a couple of days, I have a very special group online webinar. Um, If you've been following me for a bit, then you know I do a webinar every single month. What's a webinar, you ask? (laughs) It's an online private group coaching. So it's a talk that I do that I work on for a while and create throughout the month until we do it at the end of the month. It has the absolute coolest group of people ever. I mean, they are so supportive, so open-minded. Everyone is super loving and you will feel like you are in a very safe space that you can connect and share openly. It's on a private Instagram. So it's just like an Instagram live. I'm on the screen talking. You guys are in the chat. And this one is about limiting beliefs. And what I'm doing that's different in this one that I'm very excited about is I'm taking everyone through an interactive experience where you're going to actually workshop your limiting beliefs. We're going to find the root. We're going to find where they began in childhood. We're going to see how they've affected you today. Um, And then we're going to delete them. (laughs) We're going to shift out of them and make new beliefs. And so... I did a podcast a bit ago on limiting beliefs and these are things that, you know, really rule your life and we don't really realize it because they are thoughts and ideas that we have integrated so much into ourselves and we don't know that they're holding us back. And so, you know, if you've been struggling with relationships, um, codependency, self-love, money, career, anything, this is your place to be this Sunday night because we're going to look at it and I'm going to help you hands-on unpack it. Um, It's only $25. So if you've ever thought about getting group coaching or if you've ever thought about getting one-on-one private coaching with me, um, this is a really great first option to kind of get a feel of me and how I work and um, with a very small investment. So I really hope to see some of you beautiful people there. And, uh, you know, really, if you've ever thought about doing something like this with me, I recommend to do it on this one because it's going to be special. I love you to pieces and pieces. Um, do something very self-loving for yourself today or tonight or wherever you are and I will see you next Thursday.